This week's film review is for the film Salfidad, which is produced and written by Brad J. Silverman. The plot is as follows. Ben Marcus, a former stand-up comic in Midlife Crisis, tries to become a social media star until he and his family are radically changed by the Bible. So, does the plot glorify God? Yes, it does, as it says the main character, during a midlife crisis, looks to the world for help instead of God. But it's the Bible, the Word of God, that is able to transform him and his family. Does the film content glorify God through his Word, and does it uplift his commandments? Psalm 16.11 is shown towards the end of the film, Actually, only the first part, then the whole verse is shown later on. And Psalm 16.11 says, You make known to me the path of life. You will fill me with joy in your presence, with eternal pleasures at your right hand. The pastor in the church service spoke from 1 John 2.4, which says, He who says, I know him, and keeps not his commandments, is a liar, and the truth is not in him. The pastor also referred to 1 John 5.3 in his sermon. Towards the end of the film, there are lots of Bible verses said by the family characters and people who subscribe to the main character's social media channel. I can read some of them out to you. Uh, one person said, all scripture is breathed out by God. And uh, that was, that's taken from 2 Timothy 3.16. And somebody else said, Great peace have those who love your law, and nothing can make them stumble. I think that was split between two people. And that comes from Psalm 119, uh, 165. And then somebody else says, Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. That's taken from Psalm 119, 105. Another person says, For the word of God is living and active, sharper than a two-edged sword. It penetrates even to divide in soul and spirit, joints and marrow. I think that was also divided between two people. And that is taken from Hebrews 4.12. Another person says, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. That's taken from Deuteronomy and also Matthew 4.4. And that was um, Jesus saying that when he was tempted in the wilderness. And then the other example I have is... um, The grass withers, the flowers fall, but the word of God endures forever. And that's taken from 1 Peter 1, 24-25. In terms of the commandments, if we look at the first one, promoting God as the only God, a colleague of the main character, Ben, speaks of God throughout the film and how we need to be connected to him through Jesus Christ. Ben, the main character, turns to God through the Bible, his word, and that is suggested by his colleague Mikey, who basically says, Ben, you need to delve into the Bible. And he says this to Ben at a time where everything in Ben's life is spiraling out of control. And then we have the second commandment, promoting being free from idols. And here I have a lot of examples because the film was kind of based around having a worldly attitude. And so the main character, Ben, made his social media channel and all the trappings of social media, subscribers and sponsors and merchandise, that all became his idols. The film shows how Ben, this main character, focuses towards worldly values 
and that furthers the, it furthers the downward spiral in his life. The film shows the consequences of worldly focus. For example, Ben stopped at some point reading the Bible and was also not prioritizing his wife and his children. The film shows how lust of the eyes, lust of the flesh, and the pride of life draws us away from God. These things separated Adam and Eve from God in the Garden of Eden, that can be found in Genesis 3.6, and it was what Satan used to tempt Jesus in the wilderness, that account can be found in Matthew 4, 1-11, and it's also used on us every single day. These categories of sin, lust of the eyes, lust of the flesh, and the pride of life, they are also mentioned in 1 John 2, 15-17. And that says, Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, and the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world passes away, and the lust thereof. But he that does the will of God lives forever. The film shows that the only way to break the chain that sin wraps us in is to repent, accept Jesus as our Saviour, and have the Word of God as the foundation for our life. And having the Word of God as our foundation can be found amongst other places in 2 Timothy 3.16-17. Another example I have under uh, the commandment not to have idols is Ben's wife supported him in his decision to delete a video that he had made where he talked about the Bible and how the Bible had saved his life. And he deleted the video in order to try and salvage their loss of subscribers who reacted to this video. This reminds me of Matthew 6.33 that says, Seek first the kingdom of God and all these things will be added unto you. It also reminds me of Matthew 6.24 that says, No one can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and many. So when Mickey heard about, and Mickey is um, Ben's colleague when he, and friend, really. When Mickey heard about Ben's decision to delete the video, he told Ben that he thought the video was great. Mickey was a follower of Christ. He was actually training to be apostled. So he told Ben that he thought the video was great and didn't understand why Ben felt the need to delete it, but understood that Ben wanted to delete it in fear of where his income would come from. But Mickey said to him, you know, God promises that he will not forsake us. This promise can be found in Hebrews 13.5, where the Lord says, I will never leave you or forsake you. So the advice that Mickey was given Ben was biblical, taken right from Hebrews 13.5. In terms of the Sabbath, there was a scene where there was a church service shown, but the day was not mentioned. The commandment about honoring parents. Ben makes a pledge that he is going to be a better father with help from the Lord, and in turn, his children and his wife react to him differently. You see that as he uses his will and God's grace to become a true disciple of Jesus Christ and spiritual leader of their household. In terms of the commandment um, that speaks against adultery, Ben, the main character, makes a decision not to have an affair. He's tempted by it, 
and he makes the choice, by God's grace, to reaffirm his devotion to his family. There was past sin of adultery in his life via his father, and Ben desperately wanted that that chain to be broken, and um, he just relied on the Lord for that. And then we have the uh, commandment against lying, and Ben goes away from the wrong path of denying his faith in order to keep subscribers on his channel. So he makes a decision by God's grace to go away from that and to concentrate on the Lord and to not lie to them and say, oh yeah, okay, I'll, I, I, you know, I won't talk about the Bible anymore. I don't really believe that anyway. He, he at some point had to make a choice between his faith and the world. Another example is that you see Ben starting to go down the road of keeping things from his wife. So there were there were scenes where there w- where there was lying going on, and and there was another scene where there's deception shown in the family where his daughter is actually sneaking sneaking out at night, and scenes where Ben lies to his boss about what he's doing at work. But the the good thing is that it's shown in the correct light, and there also comes repentance later on. So what Christian standards does the film convey? When it comes to scripture alone, the Bible the Bible is spoken of through most of the film as being our only authority. This is done by the colleague of Ben, uh, Mikey, and by Ben himself. We also have Ben telling his colleague Mikey that he couldn't afford to use lots of time on the Bible. But then Mikey says to him, you can't afford not to. And they have a a bit of a moment there of realization um, on Ben's part. The Bible, this makes me uh, think about a chapter or a verse actually in Revelation, because the Bible describes the remnant of the church in Revelation 12, 17. And that verse says, those which keep the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus Christ. We can't have a testimony of Jesus Christ if he's not the center of our life because we are not experiencing him and he is not living in us. And so how can we give a testimony about somebody that we don't know or we don't experience? Another example of scripture alone is when Ben and his daughter start reading a book together. The book was given to him by Mikey, his colleague. And I think the title of the book was Why You Need to Read the Bible or something to that effect. And uh, yeah, so they start reading that book together. Mikey exclaims to Ben how amazing the Bible is. And uh, it's a a nice scene where he says, you know, this is literally God himself speaking to us. That is backed up by 2 Timothy 3, 16 to 17. In terms of salvation through Christ alone, um, our need for Christ is spoken of throughout most of the film. First by Mikey, then by Ben, the main character. And uh, although Ben deemed himself a Christian, he hadn't submitted to God and accepted the gift of Christ's sacrifice. When Mikey, uh, I think I mentioned he was studying to be a pastor, talked to Ben about the Bible, it was obvious that Ben wasn't acquainted with the Word of God. In fact, he was depicted as being the type of person that Mikey was speaking of who went to worship service once a week out of obligation and then forgot about the Lord for the rest of the week. And when he was saying this, you kind of saw uh, the reaction of of Ben. that He recognized himself in that person, but he was not going to um, let Mikey know what he was feeling, which was that he was just faking it, really. 
And that's why his life was kind of in this disarray. And then there was a scene where Ben said that, you know, he had messed up so much that he wasn't even sure he could go to God. And Mikey's answer was taken from 1 John 1 9, that basically says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And so the film depicts Mikey as, um, he ends up being a really good Bible-based friend for Ben, who gives him good advice based on solid Bible principles. When it comes to the state of the dead, there is a scene where the main character is speaking out loud to his mother's grave. And um, this could be seen as the character just airing some thoughts, or it could be the character is displaying non-biblical doctrine about, you know, that first to how we go to heaven right after we die. Or, you know, that that the dead can hear us and so we can speak to our relatives and so forth. But the Bible clearly states that we go to heaven when Jesus returns and that death is asleep. So we don't hear anything. We can't communicate um, when when we die. And uh, those verses can be found in First Thessalonians 4, 13 to 17. And there are a couple more which I can mention uh, a bit later on in the review. When it comes to biblical marriage... We see the couple's marriage transform from relying on their own strength, which was not working, to relying on the Lord in prayer and through his word. We see Ben's wife go from not praying for her husband to dedicating prayer for him. And we also um, see God protect their marriage against adultery in answer to Ben's wife's prayer. When it comes to the standard, the Christian standard, of husband as the head of his home, we see the transformation of Ben from thinking only of his own needs to seeking the Lord and wanting to do the will of the Lord for himself and his family. We see the transformation of Ben as he reads the Bible to find the support he needs to care for his spiritual health and that of his family. When it comes to the recognition of the value of life and blessing in children, we see Ben come to the realization of the blessing he has in his children. They have two children, a girl and a boy. And Ben mentions that when he opened up the Bible, the Bible opened him up as it changed his way of thinking. Recognition of the body as the temple of God. My examples for that are, um, while there was no specific talk of the body as the temple of the Holy Spirit, Ben realizes at one point that his daughter was in danger of becoming intimate before marriage, something he did not want her to do as it went against the principles of the Lord. And there was also the scene when the, when Ben walked away from the temptation of sexual sin, adultery, against his wife. And he saw that biblically his wife and his children came first after God and Jesus. So the question, does the film give glory and honor and thanks to God? As the character and his family are transformed by the word of God, Ben and his wife give glory and honor and praise to the Lord for the transformation that they go through. And Ben's wife felt differently. You see that she felt differently towards her husband as she saw him start to focus on the Lord. And she says that even in a scene. There was this renewal of their love and appreciation for each other. 
Did the film encourage my faith? I am not really one for comedy, but I decided to give the film a try because I wanted to have something more lighthearted. And I also recognized a couple of the actors in the film from another film. I was not expecting to add it to my recommendation list, but the film definitely encourages us to have the word of God as the authority in our lives. So yes, it encouraged my faith because it promoted the word of God and our connection to God the Father through Jesus Christ and highlights Christ's sacrifice. So um, even though it was a comedy, there was a serious undertone and a somber message about how easily the world can pour our focus away from Jesus Christ. And we all know who is behind the world, who's controlling the world in that aspect. And, you know, it puts this emphasis on the age that we're in, social media, which is uh, so on point. What actions did I do as a result of seeing the film? Well, for one, I looked at Psalm 1611 uh, that was mentioned in the film as I um, I really liked the verse. And I discovered I already had it underlined in my Bible. The whole psalm is about the joy we have in the presence of the Lord. And on that note, uh, Ben's wife commented earlier on in the film that she did not like Christian films. While this character didn't expand on her reason, you were left with the feeling that she actually preferred worldly films, showing the spiritual state of their household at the time. Now, having said that, there are a lot of Christian films out there, um, I would even go as far as to say the majority, that fit a stereotype rather than using the Word of God as their foundation, which is why the so-called Christian film industry is flooded with so-called Christian films that do not mirror the Word of God. Films that are no better than mainstream worldly films, or in some cases even worse, because they claim to be something they are not, therefore misrepresenting the Word of God. Renewed Faith Media is praying that more films will be created that stand only on the Word of God. And then we can go to my other question. Would I change anything about the film? There was a scene right in the beginning where there were two shining stars and a conversation. Maybe between the stars, I have no idea what that was about or what it was supposed to be. So I would have just taken that out. And then, uh, yes, the scene where the character Ben is talking to his mum's grave, even though it was a bit ambiguous as to why the character was doing it and what his belief was about the state of the dead. I would take it out so that we have very clear Christian doctrine in films. And the Bible clearly says that the dead do not go to heaven. They don't hear. They don't do anything. They are in a state of sleep until Jesus returns. And I mentioned I would um, give you some more verses. The additional verses, I gave you First Thessalonians 4, 13 to 17. And the additional verses are Ecclesiastes 9, 5 to 6 and 10. And John 11, 11, or actually John 11, 11 to 14. So in summary, at first glance, the cover picture used for the film and the title gives the impression of a light-hearted, silly film, which is not really my taste. However, I got a pleasant surprise. There is a strong underlining message of the power of the Bible and our need for God the Father and his son, Jesus Christ, 
the saviour of the world. The issues shown in the film are very real in today's social media-infused society. Diminishing faith can fade away slowly, and this film shows how Christians can deceive themselves into thinking that they are devoted followers of Christ when their lifestyles show that they are devoted to the world. It's a similar message to the film The Power of the Air that I reviewed a few weeks ago, but it's from a very different angle, comedy. I actually enjoyed the film. How could you not when it focuses on our need to connect to our Heavenly Father, to, to connect to Jesus, our mediator, and to connect to the Word of God, which is Jesus. Jesus is the Word. And so um, I ended up liking the film. Is it 100% ideal? Which film can be, since we live in a, a sinful world, but it, um, it certainly did promote the Word of God and our need to follow Christ. The film can be found on www.christiancinema.com or you can find it on your film streaming company of choice. I want to thank you very much for listening to this review. Until next time, peace be with you.